We are punching above our weight on this week's How To Be 60 podcast with Lenny Ware from the hugely successful Table Manners podcast. Lenny's life has changed beyond all recognition since her daughter Jessie suggested they become a double act. I've had this fabulous five years of meeting amazing people that who, who would have thought I'd have t- Tom Jones at my house for dinner and cook for Paul McCartney. Yeah, I came in, you know, sex bomb and everything. <laughs> and I'm wondering how to be 60. It's scaring the shit out of me. Buenas tardes todos y bienvenidos. Uh, yes, I've never run out of Spanish. <laughs> Uh, to How to Be 60, Amorado a la Vida Beyond la Grande 60, con mi Adams y ella, Karen McKenzie. Hola. 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 I'm just back from Spain, a vacaciones. Got you beaten, 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 I know. Well, it's Duolingo, 446 days. Oh my God, you are a slave to that. That is just. I your... love it. Oh, but do you not feel it's you're under pressure? It's like your Fitbit when it tells you to get up and get a walk or get a drink. It's like, no, I, I did you learn that's modern life, ladies. No, no, I quantitative living. Listen to this. I cannot be, I cannot bear being told what to do. So remember, tell that. me about it. I, I mean, I worked that out a while ago. You're, you're a slave to it. Well, do you know, it's the funniest thing actually because I am a slave to my Duolingo. I love it and I get really upset if I miss a date, like really upset. That's what it's all about. And I was on holiday in Spain with Nadia Sawala, one of of my famous friends, okay? And uh, I was one night, because, oh my God, and it was something to do with the time change or something. My Duolingo wasn't listening to me. And I sat there for an hour and I was saying, it's not giving me my streak. It's not giving me my streak. over midnight. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And Uh she looked at me and she said, but it doesn't matter. You're still learning. What does it matter if it goes back to zero? Do you know? And I looked at her and I thought, yeah, bitch, you're right. No, yeah. I like Nadia. I like Nadia. Because Steve and I were out for a walk at the weekend. We had to go back because he forgot his phone because it records the steps. And I said, but you're still doing the steps. And I've got a record of the steps we do. And he'd go back. I know. Well, I must be like Stephen. Slaved it well. That's why we get on so well. We're yin and yang, aren't we? <laughs> what was I going to say? The temperature's quite nice today. Oh my god, it. it's beautiful outside, isn't it? Really beautiful nice? when you come into the house. You come up these creaky stairs. I think there's a. It's not carpeted, and I think there's a moth in each level of. <laughs> it's actually. It's not a, a moth. Are they weevils or Is what it a are they? Oh god, there's one and upside down. And I think each I've got dry rot. Step. So have you. <laughs> but then age. that's my house that's got the problem. And, um, and it's freezing when you get in here. I heard you talk on the hello this everyone. morning about You're having a lovely day. About being in a good cupboard. This is a cupboard here. You can't see the view. Nothing. The light has to be on all the whole time. Have you finished? Yeah, it's cold. Okay. And I've, I've actually gone down to my thinner jumper. That was a mistake. No see, hot water bottle. You know, it's really interesting because when we first started this podcast, you were a bit shy and maybe people didn't know who you, you were. were. You know, and then you started to come out of your shell a little bit and people were really liking Karen. Oh, she's, you know, she's a bit quirky. She's direct. She's really nice. Now, mm. now it's starting to turn. You're getting a bit demanding. <laughs> You're just getting a little bit moany. And I think... <laughs> the monsters that we create. <laughs> I learned that from you. Yes, yes, absolutely. And um, I have signed us up for the Edinburgh Festival again. With three dates. Three dates. Yes. Three dates. Remind me when they are. I, I can't, write them I can't down. remember, actually. Oh, right. I think it's the 8th, the 9th, and the 10th. But mm-hmm. I got the choice of 2 o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. or 5.30. Oh, 
What do you think I should have gone for? I like for? having my dinner at seven. <laughs> Would that work? I was actually more thinking about getting an audience in rather than your comfort. <laughs> no, but you wouldn't want my tummy rumbling. Yeah, um, either or. I've just, still got the option, actually. 5.30 might be good. Do you I'm think? going for 5.30. Oh, are you? Funny. Because you know what? See, I'm me, pretending whatever, I was consulting you there, what, but I've actually already decided. I am surprised because whatever I say, you always go for the other side. Yeah, well, no, no, I am going for um, 5.30. See that sound that you can hear? Do you know, can you hear a man's voice? I did. Who is it? I'm going to be able to tell you what that is because today's guest, very excited about today's guest, podcast royalty. It's Lenny Ware <laughs> from the Table Manners podcast, which she co presents with her daughter, Jessie Ware. Yes. Obviously, a very successful singer. I mean, Table very Manners s- is like mega. Oh, my God. We know. can only dream of being at that level. They've had something like 40 million listens. And the guests. Pink. Stanley Tucci, Nigella Lawson, Ed Sheeran, um, they have sold out the London Palladium. Yeah. Do I mean, they will ever reach the Dizzy Heights? No, I don't know. <laughs> um, so we're talking about the Edinburgh Festival where they are talking about the London Palladium. Having said that, the voice that you heard there was Lenny Ware's plumber. That was yes, that was Lenny Ware's plumber that you so could hear there. So it wasn't a guest. It wasn't. No, no, it, it wasn't a guest. So um, Lenny is now back with headphones on, uh, just everything. So you know, despite the fact that they have this incredible sellout podcast, Lenny still has to deal with her own plumbing. Well, so there you go. So don't you be thinking, lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know the real reason I wanted Lenny, and I'm going to tell her tell this me. when she comes on because she's. She is one of the first people that I spotted when we were planning the podcast. And I thought, I want Lenny Ware. I want Lenny Ware because she, like me, I read, and I hope she's not going to disappoint me in that, doesn't like talking about her age. Now, we've had uh-huh. all of these people on the podcast, yourself included, who are positive uh-huh. about being their age. Yay! I love being 60. I love getting older. I embrace it. Far, 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 far. So I wanted to talk to another basket case like me <laughs> uh, who doesn't like it. So I'm really hoping that that is going to be Lenny. Um, also, like me, she's a linguist. She didn't want to be 70, but she was happy to be Swasotnif. <laughs> Again. <laughs> no, indeed. Talking of being a bit naughty, Hi. I have very big news. My God, you took the book to Spain. No, no, the book. We'll always just call it the book. No, no, it's even more racy, to be honest. Oh, my God. Kate. Because when we were speaking to Sherry, the dominatrix. Yes. I hope this doesn't make Lenny leave. Um, you know, our eyes have gone like saucers. Um, I admitted rather stupidly that I had never ever had a vibrator. Well, I picked up on that one. No, oh I God. could have edited that out, yeah. and I did think of editing it out because I thought I'm going to look like a complete loser. I'm going to be in the Daily Mail as this oh, pathetic well. female who's never had a vibrator. But I thought, no, no, I'm going to sort of own my own position. Who needs machines? Yeah, indeed. Thank you. But then I went and got one. And I've got it with me. Oh, I'm going to show it to you. My. It's got five speeds. And, oh, and, and, yeah, and different attachments. Have you used it? Do, yeah, I, I use it every night. Stop it, you don't. Do I do. Exactly. I absolutely love it. Do you want to see it? speeds. Um, yes, yes, I'm up to, to the fourth speed. I've not tried the fifth yet. Oh my do you want to see it? Most of us just use Do you want to see it? Yeah, you hang on. You're acting a wee bit funny. I here it is. It's in a case. Oh, God, it's got a very posh. Yes. Oh, my Let's God. I love it, actually. I mean, I should have. God, I love your excitement. I should have got one of these years ago. Look at it. Look at these attachments. Look at this one. 
Look with the two little fingers. Hi, Peter. No, it's not. <laughs> Listen, everyone. Hang on, let's get started. Can you hear it? It's a massage gun. Is it for your knee? Your right, gunny knee? Yes, <laughs> I was dead excited there. Honest to bloody oh, God. And I think it's just run out of charge. <laughs> so yeah, I've been using it every night. I have to say, look at it on with the two fingers away. What about that? That does double up as a vibrator. <laughs> oh, oh, it's freaking fantastic, that. The dog doesn't like it. Have you noticed? Oh, she's going to dog's Oh, oh, that's so oh, Jesus! That is it. That is. Can I get a shot? Do you want a shot? I know. Lenny's very jealous. She's thinking, "Oh, we yeah, were there in person." I mean, Jenny, Lenny just cooks for people. She doesn't give them vibrators. But that is lovely, isn't it? Isn't it? Right in the arse. Isn't oh, it? Oh God! Right into the glutes. Yes. Okay. Do you know what? Would you like, like a to great borrow machine? It? Hi. Next time you go to Spain, can you leave it with me? Ouch! That's great. So there you go. That is a pain and pleasure machine. Yeah. So that is. The closest I am ever going to get to vibration. Oh, oh this week. Next week it'll be a difference. I've never felt so alive. It's great, isn't it? Listen, good? that's just the start. That's just the start. I know. Well, I yeah. think it could be dual purpose. I'll let you know if I stray be in that careful. direction. Be careful. Right, one little email, yes. which is a good one, and then yes. we're going to speak to Lenny. Watch um, oh, my glute is firing as we speak. See. So this is from Sally, uh -huh. aged sixty-six and ten months. You love that. <laughs> I, I love it. I love specificity. Um, hi, gals. Just letting you know that I'm listening to LBC. And your podcast, How to Be 60, has been mentioned a few times. Oh, my God. LBC. We're going to the big city, girl. Oh, wow. Yeah. The presenter is asking, would you use a dating app? You should be listening to me on the radio, not LBC. Oh. Would you use a dating app? He aired part of your interview with Jackie Smith as the inspiration oh for the phone-in discussion. Great plug. A, certainly a Sally. Thank you for bringing it to her attention. Kay, lying about her age always makes me smile because she reminds me of my mum and I changing our ages when we holidayed in France when I was in my teens. I'd always add a couple of years in anticipation of a holiday romance or a sneaky <laughs> glass of wine, which my parents allowed when we were away. That's nice. a bit odd, though. No, no, it's Do not. Do you not think that's a bit odd? Adding your age. No, but you're away on holiday with your parents and they know that you're, you know. Was to get a glass of wine. Do you think? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, mum, however, would take years away due to vanity. He used to drive my father mad. He never understood the need. And one day said that we'd meet at the same age and it would be impossible to pass as sisters. <laughs> um, I bet the mum didn't like that. Um, <laughs> but she also says, happy anniversary to the two kinky Ks. Oh How is that? Eh? Is that a compliment? We are the kinky keys. Let me get my vibrator out again and celebrate <laughs> that new moniker. There we go. Shall we speak to Lenny after this? Aye, yeah, time two. Come style, Lenny. Muy bien. Oh, which is I knew Muy she was bien. a linguist. I knew <laughs> she was a linguist. <laughs> uh, but no longer soixante neuf, Lenny. No, soixante neuf avec de. Mm. Avec wow. deux, are you? Okay. I remember a friend who always used to say that she was uh, 40, 13. Um, she was just never, ever letting go of that, that one. Well, the my my um, birthday invitations when I was 70 was 69 plus one. And I couldn't even bear to say the word 70. So I feel a bit better now because people always say, 70, really 70? 
And I say, yeah, I might look younger, but my legs aren't. <laughs> oh, I'll send you up my massage gun. I Lenny, need and that it. Will sort you out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's very good, actually. Yeah. Actually, that's funny because when, well, so I turned 60 in December. You're young. Um, I know, I'm a spring chicken. And I was saying to Karen, no, no, actually, I'm quite liking it. I'm fine. And she said, oh, that's just because people say that you don't look 60. And I said, yeah, actually, you're probably right. I had to admit to that one. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really embracing it. I was just sort of like, oh, it was all right. So you are, I think, the only other person, and there's lots of reasons I was so keen to have you on the podcast, but that was one of the early days because everyone around me was saying, don't be stupid, how pathetic, don't worry about your age, you know, you're lucky to be here, which of course I appreciate. Um, but you were the one person, I read an article about you and I thought, me and Lenny, <laughs> well, we've got something well. going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel about it? I think I, as I veer towards 80, I start to think every day is a privilege really that I'm here and that you shouldn't really whinge about getting older because we're lucky to get older. Um, you know, I've recently lost uh, three kind of friends or people I've been, I've known and I've thought, bloody hell. I mean, they were older than me, but I was kind of thrown by it and thought, gosh, well, I, I hope I've got more than another eight years or more than another 10 years. Um, I think the big thing is for me is I want to live long enough to see how well my grandchildren do and how they mm. grow up and what they look like. So, you know, I want at least another 25 years. So have you found your attitude to age changing then, let's say since you were 60? I think so when I was, yeah, I mean, remember, I I was just really just did my social work and that's what I did. And I was very good at it and enjoyed doing it. And then Jesse came along and said, do you want to cook while I interview famous people? And I said, of course, darling, whichever, <laughs> whatever will help your career, I'll do anything. And um I ended up not being able to keep quiet and we ended up, the podcast kind of evolved into a, a twosome, a bit like you two. And um, I, so that I was 67 when that started. So I was quite old, really. And I've had this fabulous five years of meeting amazing people that who, who would have thought I'd have t Tom Jones at my house for dinner and Cook for Paul McCartney. Yeah, I came in, you know, sex bomb and everything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've had amazing people that I would never have met. It's funny, actually, because you were saying just like us. Uh, and I was kind of thinking that to a certain extent, you are, it's not so much direct in the podcast, but you, you know, you just ask straightforward questions, um, probably because you come from a different background from social yeah. work. Karen is also famous for asking very direct questions. Like, you know, you asked Jackie Smith what it was like to sleep with a new guy after 33 years when her marriage ended, you know, which, and, and she was great. She, she was, it, right. you know, very honestly. Right. Whereas I would probably skip around that stuff. Yeah, I think that's, and I think that's an age thing as well. I think well, Jessie probably wouldn't be as direct as I am because... Hang on, can I just interrupt you here? There's not that much difference in our age, for God's sakes. No, it's I don't think there is. But I think maybe your your world is different. You've interviewed people and maybe had to be a bit more careful. But for us, Jessie is much more careful about how she approaches things and I'm much more direct. 
Um, we haven't got a reputation to hold. No, I just don't think you ever know with podcasts, do you, what you're going to get? It's a bit like Blind Date. Yeah. When pe- people turn up at our house, like Joe Brand, who I, you've had on your podcast, yeah. turned up at our house, the sweetest, loveliest woman I've ever met, brought us both presents, was so gentle and lovely, and then sent me a beautiful card to say thank you with beautiful little dry flowers on the front. Who would have thought it? And someone, Joanna Lumley, was a complete dream. Yeah, sea dragon. Dream. (laughs) She's a dream. dream. No, a dream. (laughs) She She sent me a gorgeous little card afterwards with... You know that funny little French card where the lady's drinking absinthe on her yes, own? Yes, yeah, yeah. In a, a cafe, and she put a little bubble up saying, I was with, wish I was with Jessie and Len at the oh. moment. It was so sweet to say thank you. Oh, so, thank you. yeah, we've had people and they bring flowers or they bring presents. John Tarot came with so many presents, we didn't even know where to put them all. He was so delightful. Oh, anyone get really pissed and see? <laughs> so. Is a Scottish yeah. question? <laughs> yeah, we the lead singer of the Foles is um, of Greek origin, but he was such a delight. And we drank probably two bottles of wine, and me and Stanley Tucci drank. Oh a lot. my god! I don't think Jessie was drinking because she was pregnant, and um, Stanley Tucci drank a lot, and it was <laughs> great. We opened the first bottle, and he said, "This isn't very good," and I said, "No, it doesn't taste right." And so we opened another bottle and another bottle. Oh, Lenny, you are a proper rock and roll now. I, I mean, my do. God. <laughs> <laughs> he was great fun. Why does it feel then for you to walk out? I mean, I know you've done the London Palladium. You, you've done lots of live venues. I mean, what is that like? Actually, the first one we did was within, in Edinburgh, that something hall. The Queen's Queen, Hall, yeah, something yeah. Hall. Yeah, and I actually said to the man as we walked in, have you got a defibrillator on site? And he said, what do you mean? Have you got a bad heart? And I said, no, I think I might have a heart attack. And I was really nervy because I'm quite, you know, I'm quite confident, mouthy person. You know, I can chat and I love people. But I was very nervous about um, going in front of a huge audience. And do you genuinely cook? Yes. Oh, do you? Because I wondered. I was listening. Oh, Every time I'm already. Do you? Well, I'm planning for next week. We've got actually a cook on next week. Jessie's away on holiday at the moment. I've been texting about what I'm going to cook because Jessie's super busy because her new album's coming out. And I'm trying to take pressure off her. I don't know why. She just had 10 days away. So I said, well, I'll have to cook something and prepare it in advance. But I cook every time. Yeah. And it's mostly me. So how different is your life now from what you anticipated it was going to be when you were 60, let's say? I always thought I'd carry on working a bit because, I, you know, I haven't got a partner. I'm divorced. So um, I always thought I'd carry on working. And if I'm not working, I'm helping Jessie with her children or looking after them, which I adore. My other daughter lives in Los Angeles, so I go and see her. So I think, yeah, I, I always wanted to be able to travel and get around and just really enjoy life. Is this your time for enjoying life? I mean, it must have been pretty tough when you were working full time, three kids. Yeah, you know, and divorce. I was on my own. I, I think someone once said to me, you make the right decisions about about your life at the time. 
you, you, you can't look back and say, I made the wrong decision or I wished I'd done something differently. You do what you think's right at the time and you carry on. I think I was very invested in my children and in their world. So they've always been kind of so much part of what I've done. And as Jessie's had children, that's kind of taken up more and more oxygen, really. And I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, I still feel vibrant. And the people that I know that have retired, I think their lives are a bit duller than mine, to be perfectly honest. So I'm still active. <laughs> well, you, yeah, I think if you, do, if you have a partner, you probably plan things. And I could see myself in a little shepherd's hut on the edge of a lake, you know, reading and talking to each other. But I think if you're on your own, you have to make a bit more effort to get out. You've hit a bone of contention here in terms of retirement being more yeah. boring, Karen. No, I retired from my work three years ago. I don't have any grandchildren, but I do have camper van. <laughs> I do have my you do. lots of holidays. I still do a little bit on Kay's programme on a Wednesday morning, Court of Karen, uh, which I enjoy. And we do our podcast and I've got gardening. I do a lot of gardening. Um, do you know what? I've got a dog that I walk every morning. Now, this is what makes me tick. I love it. I love my life. I wouldn't want to go back to work, actually. <laughs> this doesn't feel like work. Has your podcast begun to feel like work now? Because you can imagine at the beginning, it's, oh. Yeah, it was harder at the beginning, I think, because I was fitting it into work and I was working more then. Now, once I decided that we were doing the podcast, I take a day off normally to do the podcast and I plan it because I think that's one thing that happens when you get older, you plan things more carefully. Mm -hmm. So going on holiday takes on, you know, I'm already, if I'm going away, I'm already working out how I'm going to get to the airport, maybe, you know, two weeks beforehand. So I think I plan things more differently. So the podcast, to be able to manage it and not feel overwhelmed and really tired. I cook quite interesting. Well, I hope I cook quite interesting things. I'm not going to give them egg and chips. So to, to plan what I'm cooking and to cook and make it as nice as possible so I'm relaxed when they arrive and not knackered and mm. like this. Although I always look on the photos. Jessie always looks perky and I always look a bit forlorn. <laughs> You've um, done all the work. Yeah, because I've done all the work and my lipstick's never on at the end, which is always a mistake. <laughs> well, what it sounds like is that you feel kind of in control of it. Whereas I think, to a certain extent, whereas with Karen and you with work, it's not that you weren't in control of it, but you were doing something that you didn't want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing something you don't want to be doing, that never feels nice, does That's it? Yeah. You know, I mean, if you, I mean, what would you do if you started to hate doing the podcast? We'd stop. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd just stop doing it if I hated it. I mean, I like it more now that I know what I'm doing. And I like it more because I know... Um, at the beginning, I think I talked about my experiences a bit. You know, it's like a, con a dialogue. Um, and I think I said too much about... I, I try to be very protective about, A, my job and family, and we don't mention the names of my grandchildren. And I don't really, and we do talk about my son quite a bit, because probably because I'm so proud of him, because he's a doctor. He, did, did you know he's a doctor? <laughs> he didn't mention that. <laughs> did, you mention, did I mention that? Um, but I mean, he gets fed up and he says, look, it's your bloody podcast. Can you stop talking about me? <laughs> 
it must be really interesting for your relationship with with Jesse. I mean, like my kids are um, twenty and sixteen. Uh, Karen's are older, thirty-three and thirty. Yeah. So I wouldn't say my kids are adult yet. I mean, obviously the twenty-year-old is getting there. Um, but I think it's interesting your relationship with an adult child because they're fully formed, and obviously Jesse's very successful. And now you have a personal relationship with a and a professional relationship with. There's, there's a lot going on there. It's yeah, there is, and it's not always that comfortable. And I sometimes feel, in fact, I said this at the weekend. So Jesse has been away for the whole of Easter, and often I go on holiday with them as well. But I think it's not very good for me to always be there because I think they need to have time on their own as well as a family with the children. And I absolutely adore being with them. But it does have its minuses. They go to bed at kind of half past eight because they get the ch- they eat about six, get the children into bed, and then they're happy to go to bed early. Um, yeah. You know, we're in Club Med in, in the Dominican Republic and I was sat there on my own with, you know, my all-inclusive champagne, sat there on my own every night. And I realised that sometimes Jesse and I never have time just doing something that we would do as a mother and daughter that isn't to do with the bloody podcast or me being a grandma. And a friend said, well, why don't you tell her that you never have really time on your own? And it's really interesting that she has rung me a lot more when she's been away than she would ever ring me if she's at home because we're seeing each other all the time. So I felt that we could get back into the groove of being a mother and daughter rather than just working on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, you were... Well, I mean, you're not alone with the kids when you, but I mean, you you brought the kids up pretty much, yeah, more on your own. So you presumably were very close to all three coming up. Yeah, I think yeah, very close, really, really, really close. And I think we had it wasn't a miserable house. We always had fun. It was always the house where all the kids wanted to come, which is how the podcast started, because Jesse had so many friends and they'd come around to the house and we all got on well. And we'd always have music at the end of the evening. We'd have dinner, huge big dinners, and then we'd all be dancing to something at the end of the evening or singing along to something. And everyone felt comfortable. I think they had fun. Um, and I think, yeah, and I, I hope I've been supportive of my children in what they're doing. It's lovely. But just kind of question to to both of you almost, because your kids are older. Do you have to consciously manage the transition from being the parent of a child to the parent of an adult? I think you have to be careful. I, I, I never wanted to be what what my mother had in her mouth came right out. She never held back. And I never wanted to be that person to give my opinion always unless it was invited because I hated that with my own, with my own mum. So I hope I've been strong enough to only offer my opinion when someone asks me. Um, Jessie probably will say completely different. I'm always mm. telling her what to do about the children. But I think that you do have to consciously think they are adults making their own decisions and try and work that out. I mean, my son has gone through agonies about whether he would strike. Um, and he said, what, a doctor. Sh- yeah, yeah. what shall I do? And I, I said, I can't tell you what you should do because I know what I would do. I mean, he came to a kind of compromise in the end. But um, 
it was very difficult and I can't give him answers. Um, and I think I'm quite careful about what I... I'm more careful about what I say. I think they wouldn't say agree with me, but I know that I could say a lot more than I ever do. But I yeah. only offer an opinion if I'm invited to. And I think that's the difference. Whereas when they're younger... I think you do wade in a bit. Like you can't go out like that. You're not wearing that, are you? Da, 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 da. Yeah. What do you? How do you manage it, Karen? <laughs> With great difficulty. Um, my older daughter. Yeah, she's pretty sorted, and I, I generally kind of agree with everything that she does because she's so she's more mature. Alex, the thirty-year-old, my thirty-year-old daughter. To me, she's still seventeen or eighteen. On the one hand, she's very confident and we have a clash of personality there because we are too similar. Now I have learned, because Alex is ADHD, she's been diagnosed recently and I have to keep remembering that actually, God, she's going through turmoil in her head. I need to pull back. I need to pull back as a mum. So I don't know if that makes any sense or not. But I think I have learned a bit to pull back. Yeah, I think I've learned that. Although I think my children, if I don't pull back they'll call me out and say, don't say that, or you shouldn't say that. I mean, I get into terrible trouble about things that I think are quite woke, um, yes. that, that that we don't agree with. And they, Jessie will go, listen to yourself, mum, just listen to yourself about certain things, which I think are very generational, because actually I spoke to Katie about certain aspects of new new ideas that I think are quite generational. And I think young people. And then Jessie says, well, listen, look at it this way. You see, I would say my oldest daughter would call me out on something and say, mum, you can't say that. Oh, and it's like a dagger going in. Yeah, I know. I know. She's right. She's right. Yeah. What what do you mean it's a dagger going in? It's like, oh, my God, she's pointing out that my views are, well, you can't really basically say them in public. Mum, you know, she's pointing out my faults. And it's to be told by your daughter that you just can't get away with saying things like that nowadays. What I'm saying is it's quite, oh. So you like you become that older generation that's yeah, kind of like, oh, my God, not yes. relevant anymore. But you do learn a lot from, I think we have oh, yes. different relationships with our children than we did with our parents. I think we were much more, there were gulfs in between how my parents thought and I thought. But I think our children, that I think, were so much closer. And I think they tell us more as well, mm-hmm. don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They tell us about their relationships, about what's going on, about how they feel about things, much more than I did to my parents. Oh God, yes. But then we, we, you hope that you don't judge in the same way that my mother, my mother would have judged me. Yeah. Well, see, we've, we've discussed it yeah. before. Your mum was more judgy. My mum wasn't judgy at all. Uh, what, what, I mean, what was your kind of situation growing well, up then? So I grew up in a Jewish family. They weren't intellectuals at all. In fact, my daughter's just been to see her boyfriend's family in Toronto. And she said they were, they were all Jewish intellectuals, mum, not at all like people I've known or grown up with. But um, so they weren't intellectual, terribly proud of me. I was the first one to go to university, just thought I was so clever. They just couldn't really recover from how clever I was. Of course, I'm not. (laughs) But they just thought I was incredibly clever. So they would hang on my words. Um, But um, I think my mum always kind of if she wanted to say something like she did not understand that I didn't smack my children she thought I was actually 
quite deranged that I didn't smack them. She just didn't get it. She said, of course you should smack them because she used to smack me a lot. But I just never wanted to and never thought it was a good idea. But yeah. it's it's odd, isn't it? But I, w- I think I had a fantastic childhood. I felt very loved. And I hope mm. my children feel loved. That mm. I hope that, that I think what I've given to my children, I think they would all say that. I've given them the idea that they can be anything they want to be. So whatever, when Jess said, I want to be a singer, instead of saying, are you mad? You know, you're just about, you've just got into law school. Are you sure you want to do that? And she put off law school about three times and then the singing just took off and she just stuck with it and she's had a great time. So I think, I hope that I have close enough, rela- I, uh, yeah, they are the centre of my life really, to be honest. Has that left room for you to make other relationships? That is a very good question that I've been thinking about a lot recently. I kind of think I've got more time on my hands but I'm I'm not sure that I don't think I could ever do internet dating. I never really enjoyed blind dates. You know, I always, even when I didn't fancy them, I was kind of offended if they didn't fancy me. (laughs) And do you know that kind of, what do you mean? (laughs) But I don't really fancy you, but you've got to fancy me. (laughs) So I don't know that I could do that. And then someone said to me the other day, oh, Lenny, she said, because you're well known now, you might be able to go on Raya. And I said, I don't think they do Raya for people of my age group. What's celebrity that? dating app. It's celebrity oh, right. dating. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, right. I said, are you mad? And I, but the other day I said We're to We're back to Stanley Tucci. Yeah. He's going to be on there. <laughs> it, yeah, I think he's very happily married. Um, that I was talking. Also, I like younger men, to be honest. I don't want someone in their 70s. Exactly. <laughs> Why would you go for somebody a little older? It's fine that? if you've grown old together, but I don't want to be, my friend's got a good expression. She says, you don't want to be a nurse or a purse and I think that's <laughs> right that's a good one yes. I think that's right and often men in their 70s they do have ailments and they want looking after a little bit don't yes. they yeah they yeah. do I mean god we've just come back from Spain and poor old Dean he went out for a run every morning god bless him and, and everything I said to him have you checked where the defibrillators are oh my <laughs> god <laughs> Jesus that's so depressing <laughs> Oh, it's, well, at least he's running. He's not well, walking. No, no, no. He's, he's a tennis coach. He's pretty good. So do you still fancy younger men? Yeah, I say that. Are we Are we allowed to? Of course you are. I you think, think of course you are. Yeah, I think you'd absolutely. be dead if you didn't fancy younger men. But yet again, if, if we were three blocks saying this, I wouldn't say to you, hey, Lenny, do you still fancy younger birds? I mean, you know. Well, men do. They just do, don't they? Do. they? Yeah, they do. It's yeah. that, that's the thing. And it's, no one thinks twice about it. But could you have an emotional relationship with the younger man or is it just that they're nice to look at? I have no idea, really. Yes, I, I love being with younger people or as my sister-in-law, call, sister-in-law calls it, the young. She said, <laughs> I was with the young last night because she also doesn't like older people. Um, I mean, she's got a nice husband, but she, she talks about the young and I know exactly what she means. Yeah, I mean, I'm 63 Baby girl. I know, quite. If I went onto a, a dating app, right, and I found out that, say somebody came along and said they're 65, and then I found out they were 70, I would think, get out of here. 
I'm not oh, going yeah, with somebody. But I don't they, they all do that? Seven years older. No, Rupert Murdoch's still knocking about. Oh, Christ. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the old Mrs. Martin question, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right. What attracted you to. Um, but we get a lot of emails from women who maybe have had a long relationship that has um, broken up around 60 and they are facing life alone. And they find that a scary prospect, life alone. It's... Do you think you would find it scary if you didn't have such, a, you know, such a close relationship with your kids and grandkids or whatever? Do you think you might do something about it then? Probably, yeah. You know, I I do find it tricky being on my own. I'm I'm not frightened on my own. I I, I didn't do well during COVID. I discovered I was an extrovert. That you might laugh, but I mean, I think I always knew that, but I didn't realize how much I needed to be with other people and out there. And I found it almost horrendous being on my own all the time. And I was convinced I was going to die, probably because Alex had told me I would if I went outside and got it. Didn't know I'd already had it. But um, I think that, yeah, I think it is scary being on your own. And I think the prospect, you know, I split up from my husband when I was 43 um, and that was terribly young. I thought, oh, gosh, what am I going to do? And I was very keen to kind of replace him. But I d wouldn't have been able to bring up my children in the way I'd have wanted at that time because they were quite young. You know, they were 7, 10 and 12 when he left. So it was like a crucial time. And then you get used to – I've got so used to being on my own now that – it's not being on my own so much, but being able to make choices without having to consider people. So if I want to go to Greece next week, as long as I don't have the podcast to do or something, then mm. I can just go. If I want to go and see Hannah in the States, I can just go and see her. I don't want to have to consider people. Mm. Um, the, the, the downside is that I really want to go to Seville and I don't really want to go on my own. So I've got a girlfriend who wants to come with me, which is fine. So you've not had a relationship since you were 43? I've had dates and been out right. with people, but not a proper relationship, no, which is kind of sad in a way, really, because I was kind of gorgeous then. I was really lovely. You still gorgeous. No, I, I was gorgeous. Yeah, it was not, uh, as I say, I think you make the right decisions mm -hmm. at that time. And it just didn't seem an option at that time. I didn't meet anyone that I really wanted to go out with. And the complications with ch when you've got children, I thought, were kind of very, it was mm. complicated. And, and I was so involved with them. And, and I didn't not, I haven't not enjoyed my life. I wouldn't look back on it and think, I wished I'd done it differently. Yeah, I do think now I wished I'd found someone that I'd liked and want to spend time with. And I'm not sure I want to do that now. Now, I often think of situations where you might meet people. So I did think about playing bridge. So I tried that. Didn't meet anyone. I went on a speed awareness course on a Friday <laughs> afternoon in Islington, thinking I'd meet all these very rich bankers that speed were leaving awareness. work on a Friday afternoon. It was full of kind of rather cautious people that had been done for going 43 miles an hour they weren't very exciting nor rich either so I've not met people like that and then 
I don't. Re- I'm not sporty, so I don't play tennis. I might have met people like that. What about a cruise, Flenny? Oh no, never. No, I think that. I, oh, I think that's the end. My head's 26, even though my body isn't anymore. I you need think... to get yourself to a Magic Mike concert. That's where you Magic need to go. Magic Mike concert. <laughs> I don't think that. Yeah, I don't know whether I'd like that. Either. I always think if the, if it's meant to be, you're going to meet someone organically, aren't you? That you get on well with. I or... think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you did. Uh, yeah, on I a did. bike ride. On a on a uh, yeah, I joined a cycle. Did you? Well, yeah, because of actually some work that I had to do, my work, work, my real job, and um, yeah. Actually, yeah. So are you with your same partner that you've been with throughout? No, 10 years. Oh, 10 years. And you yeah. met and him? You know yeah, on a cycling, cycling. So um, you've got masses club. in common? No. <laughs> our politics are different. Our music is they, different. Our oh, really? Humor is different. I couldn't go out with someone whose politics were different. Well, I have to see. I think I'd find that very hard too. I mean, he's very, 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 very left-wing. I'm not saying I'm middle to right, but I mean, God, he bangs on about it sometimes. I just want to say, shut up. Well, I do say shut up. So, yeah, there we are. <laughs> Listen, we could rabbit all day and we can't. We're taking <laughs> so up so much time. Can. can we do a bit of big six o bingo and then we will let you go? Give us a number, Lenny. Between one and 60. 55. This is one of yours oh, then. This is, better be good. Actually, it is actually. So basically, um, let me just see. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. If whistled at, would you grimace or grin? Grin. Love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, baby. <laughs> right. Give us another one now. 48. Do you know what? I'm going to go for another one of mine. I'm going to ignore what you're okay. saying. Okay. That's not the point of bingo. Just be quiet. The biggest influence in your life oh gosh that's a really odd question the biggest influence on my life I don't know to be honest probably the way my child the the way I was brought up really so I was very loved by my family and I have an expectation that my family will love me back I suppose Lenny listen it's been such a delight I was right to want you to come on the podcast disappointed you not not in the least not the least we could hold you for ages um, it's really been such a pleasure to speak to you. Really lovely. A pleasure to speak to you too as well and to meet you, Karen and Kay. Yeah, and you too. And the next time I see you doing a live tour, I might even buy Karen a ticket. No, don't And we'll come it. along and see it. Jesse said never again. <laughs> oh, come on, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take care, Lenny. Thank, Thank you so much. Lots of love. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Next week, we're speaking to Shelley King, who plays Yasmin Metcalf in Corrie. As it turns out, we happened to speak to Shelley on a very significant day in her life, so do listen out for that. And heads up, we're going to be joined in a couple of weeks by the menopause specialist, Dr. Louise Newson. So if you've got any questions for Louise about menopause, maybe especially about the postmenopausal period, then please get in touch by email, or even better, send your question by voice note so you can ask her yourself. Just go to the website, htb60.com, There's a wee button with leave a voicemail on it. And that's it. Bob's your uncle. Fanny's your aunt.